0: you're listening to the talent bubble the podcast for hr talent acquisition and people ops practitioners to learn the tactics tools and techniques their peers use every day we'll hear how they navigated their careers learn about exciting projects they're working on and get advice about working in the field learn more about the talent bubble at www.thetalentbubble.com i'm your host brian mooney Viva Systems, the leader in cloud software for the life sciences industry, is hiring a VP of talent attraction based on their new Boston office. This hands-on role is set to operationalize and execute Viva's non-traditional recruitment model globally. You'll oversee a growing team that includes talent partners who are actively identifying and engaging talent, talent operations who are driving systems, processes, and data, and talent marketing who is focused on recruiting, enablement, and employer brand content. If you're someone who can think outside the traditional recruitment box and is ready to lead Viva as they grow to 10,000 employees by 2025, apply today using the link in the show notes. Today's guest in the talent bubble is Michelle Cataldo. Michelle is the Employer Branding and Community Impact Program Manager at WordStream. I'm excited to share this conversation with Michelle because she successfully transitioned her role from a sales recruiter to focusing on employer branding and giving back to the community. Since the recording of this podcast, Michelle's position was eliminated as a result of COVID-19. Michelle has 10 years of recruiting experience and is a passionate, driven, and kind-hearted individual who looks for opportunities to make a difference in others' lives and is eager to get back to work. Michelle is looking to bring her experience to a growing company where she can focus on sales recruiting, employer branding, and her corporate social responsibility. She's seeking opportunities in the Tampa, Florida, and Boston, Mass. areas that will allow her to work remote and occasionally on-site. If you know anyone hiring, please reach out to Michelle directly on LinkedIn. Let's help Michelle find her next career. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Michelle Cataldo. Today's podcast guest, Michelle Cataldo from WordStream. Michelle's the employer branding and community impact program manager here. So welcome to the podcast, Michelle.
1: Thank you, Brian. I'm happy to be here. I'm really excited that you asked me on.
0: Tell us a little bit about your your career. You have kind of an interesting path to getting into what you're doing now. So tell me how you got into the field.
1: Yeah. So um, just like most people who end up in recruiting, I had no idea this was actually a profession that you could be in. Um, when I graduated from school, I really felt as if I wasn't quite sure what I was going to be doing and what my career aspirations were going to be. So I actually ended up um, working at a at a bar for about a year out of school when um, my a family member had mentioned going to to meet with somebody over at a recruiting firm, staffing agency, and to help me find some guidance. And quickly realized that that's actually a profession. And I should explore this a little bit more. And they they offered me a job and it was a company called Sales Start. And we just did uh, sales recruiting for small, medium sized or um, startups here in the Boston area. Uh-huh. And that's how I got started. Yeah, that's great. Yeah.
0: So where'd you go from there? So You, were, you worked in, in that role for a mm-hmm. while. Where'd you go from there?
1: Yep. So I was with Sales Start for a little over three years. And the last two years of that, it was just myself and the owner, Corey Bethune, wow. and uh, working from home. And was extremely rewarding and fulfilling. However, it was just this type of situation where I needed to be in office with, with Buzz and to be around people my own age and <sighs> um, really kind of get into the, the scene that I was working in. And so from there, I decided that I really wanted to go internal, you know, leave kind of the staffing agency behind and start internally at, a, at an organization and hire their salespeople. Mm. Um, For me it was really important to be able to see what happened to my candidates after i placed them at a company yeah Uh, that was something that was missing in the agency world being able to see like okay they're doing really awesome they love the company they started with things that get you excited about about placing somebody really good at a company yeah um so i made that transition to go over internal what was the pitch
0: for that like you know is that easy to to do
1: Yeah, actually, um, a lot of internal organizations look for that agency background. It's that high, fast paced, you know, high level, um, full velocity type of situation. Mm. And they know if you're you're doing that and performing at an agency, you're probably going to come internally and and kick butt for us internally as well.
0: Yeah. So those especially those like high growth kind Mm -hmm. of like startups will look for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So you, did, so you went mm-hmm. internal. Yep. Um, and where was that at?
1: Uh, so a company called Catchpoint.
0: Catchpoint, okay. Yep. And you focused on sales there?
1: Just hiring salespeople. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And so um, they have an office here in Boston. They're also uh, headquartered out in New York City. Oh. So all their sales teams sat here in Boston. So I sat with them and got to hire a bunch of people. And I was there for about seven months. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
0: And what, what uh, brought you over to Worcester?
1: Yeah. So just as things happen, you know, wasn't ended up not being the greatest fit. And I was looking for a new role. And I had a friend that worked over here in sales at WordStream. And really funny, actually, I had tried to recruit a ton of people out of here. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, (laughs) I was firing away message on LinkedIn, you know, calling people using Facebook because I was friends with some of them on Facebook, uh, really trying to recruit people out and nobody was budging. Not even people that I've known for years were responding to me. And I thought, it's it's kind of a good sign. Yeah. Uh, so if I can't beat them, I might as well join them. <laughs>
0: That's
1: and great. so here we are four years later. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: So when you joined WordStream, you were focused on mm-hmm. uh, sales recruiting here as yep. well? Okay. Yep.
1: So that was my sole responsibility when I started here at WordStream.
0: Okay. And then, yeah, can you just tell us a little bit about WordStreams or what you guys do, mm-hmm. kind of where you are in, employee-wise?
1: So we um we are headquartered out of here in Boston and we have software and services that help small and medium-sized businesses and marketing agencies to help them grow their online advertising and really manage their paid advertising across Google, Facebook, and Bing. So
0: your role obviously has changed quite a bit from mm-hmm. being a, a sales recruiter. So can you tell us yeah. a little bit about um what you do today and then also want to talk a little bit about how you transitioned into that?
1: Yeah, definitely. So this was a fairly... Fairly new transition out of the sales recruiting, um, just actually passing it off to to other members of our team here in people Success. Um, but once I started here a little over four years ago now, uh, really saw that we didn't do too much in terms of promoting ourselves as a Play Store. Uh, we had been on best places to work um, lists here and there. We had, you know, very, very few pictures out there on the internet or on Instagram or anything like that showing what it looks like to work at WordStream and to be an employee here. And so once I started here, I really started to to take on a little bits and pieces of that as I went. Um, and then it eventually got to a point where I realized there's a large flow of resumes that come in. And that was not the case when I started here. Uh, we would get, you know, maybe Maybe twenty resumes a week for our open jobs, which now it's considerably more. Which was really cool to see, but really started to see that the impact from our employer branding and all the things that we're posting out there on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn were starting to make a difference and starting to to pull people our way as a place to work and a place that they want to work here in Boston. Which yeah. was really cool.
0: That's great. So when you were a recruiter and you're looking at this, you know, as the potential potential opportunity Mm -hmm. um what was sort of some of the the projects that you went after first and and how did you get the support to do that
1: so i was really able to kind of fight for the ability to do a lot of that stuff because i I could actually show like hey more i post the more we push content out there the more resumes are coming in Mm -hmm. that means less sourcing for me less time you know finding people on linkedin because they're finding us now um And so that was, that was extremely beneficial and was able to kind of pull people into my court that this made sense. Um, And I actually really just started with Instagram. Yeah. So we had, I don't think any posts on Instagram really. And so I just kind of slowly started taking pictures around the office and slowly posting them and tagging people and making sure they were following.
0: And did you do that to like the corporate uh, site or did you create a separate profile for your team?
1: Yeah. So at this point in time, we didn't have like a corporate Instagram account. So it was nice. It kind of let me run with it. Um, however, I, I saw fit. Um, now we do have two Instagram accounts. One is our, our corporate account that is more focused towards our customers and um, and prospects and whatnot. And then we have our WordStream Inc., which is our life at the stream.
0: What other projects have you found to be successful the, on the employer branding side?
1: Yeah, definitely getting getting out there in the community from a event standpoint so a couple of years ago, we were part of Tech Madness that yeah, they okay. do each March. Yep. It's like their March Madness bracket, but with tech companies. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so we did that two years ago, and that started to kind of pick things up a little bit more, too. Um, you know, getting people to vote and kind of plastering it everywhere we possibly could. Being at the event with mm-hmm. a bunch of employees all in WordStream swag, um, you know, starting to, starting to get noticed. Okay. and then really making sure you know we're applying to all the awards that we can throughout the year. So yeah, we're part of the tech madness and then applying for more awards and being part of like Boston's coolest companies that they have. Um where, you know, people can vote for you as the coolest company. And there's a whole event that they do at Lana on D, which is a lot of fun. So di- doing different events and being part of those different type of industry awards and recognition programs mm. have have really kind of set us up to be able to, to be vi- more visible to candidates. Yeah. Do you host any events here? So we really haven't done much of that. No, like sales, hiring, meetup, roundups or anything like that. But we do have plans this year to do that really on the, the community front.
0: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. So yeah. um, interesting that's actually in your title. Mm-hmm. Um, love to hear, you know, how much time you're spending on that yeah. and sort of what, you know, that actually entails.
1: Yeah. So um, another thing that I realized when we started was we didn't do too much in terms of giving back, but we work and live in a city where there is a ton of people that need our help. And we are in a position to do so. And so I just started by collecting canned goods for the Greater Boston Food Bank um, and then toys for Toys for Tots and just kind of started chipping away um, with little events and little philanthropy activities like that. And then quickly realized this was actually something that's super important to people and especially, you know, job seekers and even the younger job seekers as they're coming up. Everybody's asking, you know, what do you do in the community and what are you doing to give back? And so once we started to realize this trend and people care, mm. um, this really became something quite a bit larger than just you know a canned food drive and toys for tots. Um, and so now it's an actual program here at WordStream, community impact. And we are doing something, if not every month, every week where it's getting out in the community. And so we do a whole bunch of stuff like going and volunteering community servings where we send people to, to cook food and um, prepare and package food for those who are critically ill here mm. in our neighborhoods. We do two blood drives each year that usually average about over 100 lives saved through our donations, which is huge. Hmm. The Red Cross comes right into our office, so nobody has to leave work to be able to go and donate, which makes it a little easier. And then we we do the Jimmy Fun Scooper Bowl, which is a lot of fun, um, which is in June. All you can eat Jimmy Fun fundraiser. And we send 30 volunteers to go and scoop ice cream (laughs) with Edie's and Nestle um, and they're awesome, and that's our. This is going to be our fourth year doing that with them, and they've requested us back as their scoopers, and oh, we've right. requested that we be in their tent as well. So building some strong relationships through it as well.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So definitely, if there's a theme so far, and sort of you know getting this off the ground and mm-hmm. start small, right? Yeah. Um, and and try to find something that you can do. Mm-hmm. Try to build a a case around it, some a narrative, a you know case study, whatever it might be. Yeah. A, to get the buy-in, if you know there's other people, you know other companies, recruiters, you know people, success teams, mm-hmm. um, listening right now, what what would you say to them in, in terms of if they're going to start doing this, you know, community piece? Mm-hmm. Where do you where would you suggest that they start? I knew you started with the, with the can drive, but is there yeah. knowing looking back at having done this for a little while, is there another place that you'd start?
1: Yeah, I'd probably start, um, you know, by just trying to get people out into the community in some way. I mentioned we go to community servings a lot. Mm. Um, that's a really great opportunity for people to to get a group out of the office and go and do something with their hands and feel like they're accomplishing something. Yeah. that doesn't require budget. you know, as this is definitely a newer newer piece of the puzzle for organizations, mm. um, getting budget to do stuff can be can be difficult and tricky. And there's a lot of organizations that in order to volunteer with them, they do want. You know, some sort of donation in in turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, places like community servings don't need that. So if you know you you just starting out and you're trying to get people out of the office, it's a really great place to start. And then also just drives, uh, you know, toy drives during the holiday season, or even um, places like the Home for Little Wanderers. Right now, are doing a a diaper drive because they oh, need right. diapers. So there's wow. always things going on that you can you can find and get involved with that don't really require. Too much heavy lifting from yeah. one single person. So can
0: you can you tell me how you engage your employees in these types of volunteering events mm-hmm. organically and and uh, and how you build it into the the culture?
1: Yeah, definitely. So key part is trying to make it a a fun activity that's rewarding to them. Um, really trying to to make the message be you know that they're helping people that. These are people who need our help and we have the time and the resources to give it. Um, But also having, you know, signups that don't require people to come directly to one person to Mm. to put their name on a list or anything like that. So I use Google Drives and Google Docs a lot and and share those around the organization for people just to throw their name on as a signup list. But also... I like to tug at the heartstrings a little bit. <laughs> so every month I get up at our monthly company meeting and I talk about what we're doing and different initiatives that we have or, you know, a different program that we're working with. Um, tell them a little bit about why we're, we're joining in and getting involved around the holidays. I, I definitely use those heartstrings to to pull and to get get a little bit more um, participation but once everybody gets involved and they and they start to give back and they they volunteer that one time, usually they want to come back and do more.
0: Yeah, I think it was uh, Ed Nathanson um, we had a conversation with him he talked a little bit about humor and heart. Mm-hmm. Those are the key things that yeah. get sort of the response, you know, so oh, yeah um, yeah, that's great to hear. Yeah. You just mentioned uh, you know a little bit of technology, so mm-hmm. using uh, Google. Mm mm-hmm. um, What other kind of pieces of technology or uh, tools do you use in your job kind of on a day to day basis?
1: Yeah. On a day to day basis. I mean, LinkedIn is probably the first tab that's always up <laughs> on my computer. Always. Um, whether it's just me to scroll and see what other people are doing and posting or to communicate with folks like you, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that's probably my number one. Okay. And then I use our Google Drive a ton. So building lists, you know, creating slide decks mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Um, we use Workable as our employee um, tracking system for the recruiting. So I'm actually our internship program manager as well. So I'm I'm in there a lot now. Yeah. Um, this time of year as where we just kicked off our, our internship program and started posting those roles and collecting resumes. Yeah. So those are probably the biggest three. And then, and then Instagram, because I'm trying to post something on there once or twice a week, every week.
0: What are you doing for the, the internship program? Um, or how do you, how are you building that right now?
1: Yeah. So this is, um, our third year as a real program, um, Two years ago, we started with six interns. Last year we had 10, this year we'll have 11. We're super excited about. Um, What I like to do is really put the the entire hiring process into the manager's hands. Mm. So a lot of our internship managers are gonna be folks that have never managed somebody before. And so this really gives them the taste of what hiring actually looks like Mm. from a real standpoint. (laughs) So when they do get into a management role where there are hiring, they already kind of understand the process. Uh, And it's not completely educating them from from square one. And then we're also part of Hack Diversity program. And so we're a partner with them. And so Hack Diversity is opening the doors for people from underserved, um, you know, schooling or situations. So folks with two year degrees or from boot camps or they have they're going through a career change. They're really helping to put um, black and Latina acts um, employees in front of organizations like WordStream and be able to open those doors for those for those candidates. Yeah,
0: another great Boston, mm-hmm. you know, based company. Um, yeah, they have a cohort every year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yep. that's yeah, definitely check that out if you're not doing that. Yeah. It's definitely a, huge. It's a conversation you should have for sure.
1: 100. They're awesome, and everybody is talking about you know diversity and inclusion. Yeah, and so if you know they're not doing that yet, and you're not you know on that bandwagon, then Hack Diversity is probably a really great place for you to kind of really start. They've workshops throughout the entire program for managers and those in HR, and so they they do offer a lot of resources. But yeah. also, they're they're helping you know those who might not have the opportunity kind of elevate their career as well. Yeah. Well, which is awesome. Are there any
0: are there any other projects or, or is there any work that today you know you're really excited about and and really when you're on your ride in you're thinking like yes I can't wait to to work on that.
1: Yeah. So. Um, yesterday, uh, one of our ERGs and myself, we went to go visit the Waltham House, which is one of the Home for Little Wanderers group homes mm. for the LGBTQ community. And um, Pride Stream is our uh, employee resource group here at WordStream that is for our LGBTQ and LA community. And so the Waltham House is actually their, one of the first three in the country. Group homes are one of the only three in the country that are just tailored towards LGBTQ Mm -hmm. um, kids. And so we actually went and toured them their house on Tuesday and it just got me so excited to be involved (laughs) and to try to figure out how we can be more involved with their house and support those those kids as they as they grow and go through their journey.
0: Yeah, that's great. I I love that what you just said about sort of trying to figure out how we can work together Mm -hmm. because Um, i think that's something that should you know at, at times be explored there isn't mm-hmm. always a path right that's direct to like how you can make an impact sometimes right. you do have to try out some things mm-hmm. and work together and see what you know if there is a way yeah um and keep keep trying you know try yeah. to iterate on that so that's that's great to hear yeah what are some things that you're trying to make space for and what i mean by that is uh, what are you trying to learn about where do you you trying to do more of and, and sort of where are you going to learn about those things?
1: Yeah, so there's I've seen a lot on LinkedIn lately about the debate of employer branding. Is it falling under the HR team or does it fall under marketing? <laughs> um, and this is this is always going to be a struggle and especially where you know marketing is they're, they're there to to market the organization and their services and not always as a place to work. Um, so there's always that struggle there. And getting resources to do some of the stuff can be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the marketing team, they have their own goals and they have stuff to do. And so I found that, you know, some of the creative side that I, I would love to do and love to share and to create is is just not in my wheelhouse at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And so one of my goals um, this year is to try to figure out how to create something graphically and play with graphic design and stuff like that so I can post more more appealing or appeasing things and kind of get get the message out there in a more creative way that yeah. I just haven't been able to do.
0: Yeah, so where are you going to, to, to learn about that stuff?
1: That is a fabulous question. <laughs> um, so I have turned to some of our designers internally for suggestions and um, one of them had shared with me an Adobe Suite um, online learning tool mm. that, was, that was on sale that, that I moved forward with and I haven't quite started it yet. But I'm going to be doing some online learning and whatnot through Adobe to try to figure out how to use Photoshop and yeah. for the purposes that I want to use it for. Um, so little things like that. I'm also trying to just figure out what they use and start playing around with it a little bit.
0: Yeah. So going back to that debate on you know <laughs> where employer branding should live, how, how have you gained the support from marketing? As you mentioned, they have a lot of other KPIs, goals, their mm-hmm. product focus focused business focused. Yep. How have you been able to kind of leverage marketing to help build your brand?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, really just trying to find the people internally within, you know, the team that kind of align well with the different things that I'm doing. So like Michaela, our social media, um, manager, she, she's one who is running our other Instagram account and, um, does all the stuff that is on his, our LinkedIn and kind of shares all of all of that work. And so really trying to find where we can align and share things cross-functionally. And, okay, hey, I'm going to post this. Can you post it too? Mm-hmm. And kind of just starting chipping away at those little bits and pieces where we kind of agree to, to share for each other and work with each other. Um, and then just really trying to make sure that, hey, we're aligned. Like this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm working on. And being able to keep that communication um, and that door open so that way we, we don't feel like we're stepping on each other's toes. Yeah. Because um, sometimes I feel like that's that's kind of where that ends up is like, oh, well, you know, we're kind of stepping on each other's toes. Is that really employer branding or is that marketing? Mm-hmm. Um, and so really just kind of being clear with each other and what we're working on and what our plan is has has gone a long way. Yeah, that's great. Like a perfect example of um, of that struggle is is their their time and resources. So our like our career page, um, notoriously, a career page is owned by the marketing team, and getting those changes made. You know, there, anything that's for the website or anything for the product that's always going to get that priority first be up
0: tomorrow. And yeah. Be up tonight. <laughs>
1: yeah. And so, um, and that's why, you know, I, I started to look into other tools like NextWave yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, because I, I had no access to even make the smallest of changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really trying to be able to, to create a place where we are on the same page and we're, we're functioning as a team. We are, we're, we're a word stream team. We're mm. all on the same team together. Um, we might be in different departments, but we're all on the same team. Um, you know, really trying to, to convey that to, to folks to be able to say, like, yes, this is obviously a priority. But if we want to service and sell and really make an impact for our customers, we need great people to work here. Yeah. And so we need to be able to have a place where they can go and learn about us and see who we truly are. Mm-hmm. So we need, you know, a great career page. We need those great assets to be able to really tell our story from an employing side.
0: So I think the transition that you made is Mm -hmm. one that is something I see a lot of people trying to do. They're maybe a recruiter or a coordinator are wanting to get more involved in employer branding. Uh, What advice would you give to someone like that that is is trying to do more?
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, start small, you know, understand that you are probably not going to get a ton of buy-in immediately. But if you can start chipping away and making little little advances towards your brand and building it to kind of show this is what it looks like to work here and we, we love to work here and we have a good time, um, you know it's just going to be able to be more evident that that brand that you're putting out there is what's really helping to pull in more folks. Um, and so it really does go hand in hand if you have a ton of people who are doing so much sourcing and are constantly just grinding away um, these these things that are, you know, out there and putting out that content and pulling people in that get excited about possibly working there, that helps so much and could really help alleviate a lot of that, a lot of that sourcing and a lot of that time that is spent there.
0: Do you put together any like reports for anyone? Like do you, you know, say we put out X pieces of content that resulted in, you know, an increase of applicants by this amount. Is it, is it are you getting to that granular level or, or reporting or
1: not yet? But we are we're looking to get there. Yeah. Um, my boss, Lucy Lemons, the VP of People Success here at WordStream. Um, she is all about data, all about data. And so when she joined us, we were just kind of flying by the seat of our pants. There's absolutely no data that was going around. Um, we weren't looking at anything but since she joined us that is a huge huge part of our job now is okay how do we figure this out and how do we implement what we're doing and how do we how do we look at that data and how do we measure the success Mm. in in your job you know um, very easy to measure success as a sales recruiter michelle you hired those people they're doing great keep going um (laughs) But with employer branding and community impact, it's so hard to measure. So I use I use the tools within Glassdoor and LinkedIn, um, Indeed. Um, I use the insights on Instagram a lot. Being able to look at all of that and say, okay, when I posted, you know, this update, we had a big spike in people go visit our page, mm. um, and I found that their reporting in within those tools has has helped me a lot to be able to figure out what I should be doing, what worked, what didn't work, what what I should do more of. That's
0: great. Is there a type of post uh, that you have seen kind of resonate the most with your, with the type of candidates you're trying to attract?
1: Definitely the, I share a lot about the charity work that we do. I had mentioned earlier on in our conversation that that's a big deal for people. Um, seeing that it's an organization that cares about the community and wants to give back and is actively giving back. Um, and that their employees have the ability to do so. We are really fortunate that we have unlimited PTO. So nobody has to take a day off from pay or anything like that or a yeah. sick day in order to go out and volunteer. Um, but I've really found that job seekers and, and candidates, that's really important to them. Yeah, that's and I, I've had a lot of people talk to me about that. Um, and so I continue to share that stuff.
0: So, you know, I want to thank you for for sharing uh, all of this knowledge today and a little bit about your experience. Um, where can yeah. people find you if they want to learn more maybe about the community aspect or employer branding or, or anything we talked about today?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I am obviously on LinkedIn. Uh, so you can find me there, Michelle Cataldo at WordStream.
0: Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. I had a blast.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Talent Bubble. If you found this conversation interesting, please share it with your friends and colleagues and visit our website at thetalentbubble.com. Enjoy your day and be well. Are you looking for HR and talent acquisition career opportunities in Boston? Check out bostontalentjobs.com. That's bostontalentjobs.com.